Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Totally Indian Football Show. And just like any other episodes, we once again are joined by a very special guest called Anirban Ghosh, uh, who needs no introduction, but just for a formal way to introduce him, he runs a club uh, called Sangam Vihar FC. Uh, he also the foundation called Khel Khel Me, which is the club is part of the foundation, and he runs a club alongside Abreshman and Arco, whom we all know very well. And this club has been doing wonderful works in the community for the girls and the boys. Uh, this is a girls team at the point, uh, and they recently played in their women's uh, league by run by the Football Delhi Association. Now there were a few issues that they raised, uh, a few complaints that they raised during the season, during the league, uh, and it was all out in the news. We also hear. Anil Ben talk about that in length in the pre one of the podcast called the Fan Garage. But Anil Ben, here we are. Uh, we are firstly welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well, and I'm thanking you for you know thank you for uh, coming in uh, in in a last minute request a day before I asked you, and you said yes. Thank you so much for accepting the invite. Thanks, Ajay. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Okay then. So let's get started. Uh, just like I mentioned, uh, we know of a few things that didn't go right. uh for for you guys in the league uh, so if you can just update us uh, with regards to what's happening at the point you guys raised a complaint and it's been a month or so at the point uh if you can share some updates right i mean as you mentioned uh the there are four major issues uh, which uh, i spoke in the, the uh podcast uh, with Chiranjit as well and i'll briefly um, mention them and mention what things stand as of now and what happened uh in this uh, time frame of say a month or so uh so the first thing which uh, we kind of flagged was the quality of officiating throughout the entire uh, league which has two phases the championship phase and the premier league phase uh so at that on that aspect of officiating uh, there was uh, a specific uh, aspect of a conflict of interest uh, issue in the allocation of referees so the status is i mean we met uh, the league committee uh, the president and the general secretary of the association on 28 feb the last uh, match day uh, of the premier league of of uh, uh, the uh, club we are playing the banner the banner of so i mean and and we followed it up with a mail and we got a response from the uh, uh, competitions uh, section of the federation the local federation uh, i mean the things which they have mentioned is that out of the officiating issues we mentioned uh, there are two officials they have been taken off the roster because of uh, poor quality of officiating but the surprising thing here is um, that we have Uh, raised that protest back in december as well and uh, it af- only after our second protest uh on i mean the same official was uh, given a match um, after a month or after almost uh, 50 odd days and when he protested again then he our second of the roster along with one of uh, his colleagues and uh, but with the third of on the third official in this uh, context uh, whose allocation was a big uh, question mark on the transparency and i'll say the neutrality of the whole competition uh, because it was uh, a clear case of case of a conflict of interest because that referee uh, on a particular match day on our second match day of the premier league 
we're playing a club called uh, Growing Star FC, and uh, the fourth official was in the past officially a player on the CRS on the Growing Star FC. Also, since I mean, uh, I mean, yet KK uh, may have been uh, in this Delhi football uh, circuit for almost uh, five to six years now. We know that uh, she has been uh, a part of the club, and uh, I mean, my colleagues uh, used to uh, coordinate in terms of we, to, we wanted to play friendly match and everything. And uh, that same fact has been kind of re uh, kind of reinstated or by on the other clubs in Delhi, uh, Royal Rangers also. That yeah, she has been associated with the Going Stars FC. And how come one person who is uh, who has been very clearly associated with the with a particular club gets a chance to officiate or be part of the officiating team on the same match? The response we received from the competitions department is uh, not satisfying. And uh, what they mentioned is that uh, since uh, she was not in the CRS uh, when as a player when the tournament of this edition commenced, so it is not a conflict of interest. A, B, I mean, uh, very, uh, I'll say a bit bizarre. As it mentioned her integrity is beyond question. I don't know how uh, subjectively such character certificates are being handed over by the uh, footballing bodies who are supposed to have some structure and accountability or methods. C, what they mentioned is that. Uh, I mean, the referee in question has her last season with that particular club, Growing Star FC, was in 2014-15. After that, while the CRS shows that she was registered registered as a player of the club in 2019-20 season, they mentioned that that those registrations were all done by forged signatures by a person of that club. Which apparently the federation has found out now. After uh, it's very as weird in a way <laughs> to understand that okay, we raised a complaint and now they found out okay, an entire uh, squad has been registered by first signatures a couple of years back, and still they are not open to uh, accept that there has to be a better system and transparency uh, transparent structures in process so that uh, the teams who are in the competition are feel that it is being conducted in a fair uh, manner and so and uh, even after and this is how where the refereeing uh, aspect of the complaint stands as of now and i have been i mean trying to again uh, gather more information and i think uh, I have more information with which we'll, uh, I will try to respond uh, in a more detailed way. The whole thing of that while a referee is, uh, while a player is in the CRS, uh, suppose a person is in the CRS system as a player, she was not officiating is also wrong. Uh, we ha we ha I have proof of that now. Mm, so yeah, I mean that loop, uh, from the federation end, they have just uh, kind of um, on the refereeing aspect said that this particular referee is a very upcoming, uh, uh, promising officiate, um, official, and her integrity is beyond question. 
and uh, whatever has happened has been done by some unnamed person by registering her player by forging her signatures about which the federation just knew now since uh, we raised the complaint and the investigation happened i mean this is the state of the first aspect of the complaint there are other two three aspects i'll quickly uh, uh, brief them and the second was the crs uh because what you mentioned and what you have seen and you have proof of that the crs registration was being the deadline was not followed or uh, or you can say that uh, the deadline was not same for all the participating clubs and uh, teams kept on registering players and uh, for on the and and the duplicate player profiles being approved uh without following due in a, like a transfer procedure to which the response was absolutely the state federation is pointing fingers at the national federation saying mm, we have no role and uh, it's all up to aiff and uh, this is the first time even the same in the, at the beginning of the championship stage early in december mm, we had a player uh, who uh, whose consent we form who was with us but when he wanted to register we have seen that uh she has already been registered by a different club and uh, with a forged signature we got a written request from the player and uh, requested the state association but it uh, kind of stalled and it got approved and we have to reach out to aiff directly uh, and got it reversed and uh, no action as per our knowledge has been taken either by aiff or by the local uh, football delhi association um on the forged signature case of that player so i mean the state association is kind of uh, saying that yes this happens uh, so how do we trust that okay uh, the the whole player registration system is fair or at least it is uh, kind of going through multiple checks and since we can trust the pr uh, process so that was second i mean we are not uh, satisfied at all on that response because you know, it, anyone who has uh, been to the crs portal knows that it has two levels of approvals one to the state association and then it moves to iff number 3 was the uh, conducting the league and uh, i mean the basic hygiene factors uh, about the referee assessor and the match commissioner being on ground to which there is no uh, official response we have received we raised the point in the meeting as well but i mean there's no satisfactory or even not, not much uh, response have been received on that note uh, so yeah that loop remains totally unanswered that what was the match commissioner and why someone who have left the association or uh, his job in the association uh, is still being put up in the records as a match commissioner and in none of our matches and barring one uh, in the premier league one or two yeah two Uh, none of our matches had a referee assessor or a match commissioner while the document uh, on at least uh, six out of the eight matches showed there was a referee assessor and all the eight matches if i'm uh, not uh, wrong showed there was a match commissioner so i mean there that there the match sheets the paperwork shows something the reality is very different and uh, i mean the fourth point in this connection is that uh, why the procedure of raising uh, a issue or a grievance redressal mechanism have a such a hefty price tag that okay you have to pay 5 grand to raise a protest 
uh, I mean, that's a very uh, undemocratic way of uh, suppressing uh, or like running the show, I'll say. So again, uh, nothing we, that we have heard on that note as well. So uh, just summarizing it, what we have heard that uh, the referees, out of the three referees, two will be going through training and not all three. The third referee is beyond doubt. And the third referee has no mistake in the third referee in the discussion. And uh, her playing career was um, uh, mistakenly been, I mean, created by four signatures by some mm, unknown person. So it was nobody's fault. And although, I mean, by now I have proved that even that claim is not uh, full, not standing its ground. And so, yeah. And uh, in terms of match commissioner or in terms of referee assessor, uh, you can just mention directly to the referee assessor, reach out to him. Uh, documents, they haven't answered. And why such a undemocratic process of uh, grievance addressal? No answers. Wow, some of the points that you raised and the way the Federation, I mean, the association has reacted, uh, it's even crazier than a movie plot. I mean, to say that somebody's somebody's integrity, I mean, it's beyond, you can't question that person. Is that person so clean? I mean, that's something crazy. One is that. Second, even well, while I was uh, listening to the podcast that you were on the Fan Garage, I made a point in terms to ask, and you raised it right now as well, uh, to raise a protest, you have to pay an amount. I just want to know, with you know, I have less knowledge about this, all of these technical aspects when it comes to law and stuff. Is that the case followed across the globe? I mean, and is this, okay, first question is, is this uh, amount that you have to raise for a protest only with regards to if it's a complaint regarding a referee? Uh, one is that. And second is, is this something that's globally done? Uh, to be very honest with you, at this point, I need to look at uh, global uh, competition documents, and I'll I I'm not ready to answer this question from a, a global competition perspective. So I'll do my research and I'll, I'll get back to you over WhatsApp. Uh, I, I mean by tomorrow. Uh, in terms of uh, the amount to be paid, uh, as far as I remember, and I will cross check this again with uh, with the uh, manual, the league manual is that it is not specific to the referees. It is uh, generic. Uh, and uh, I mean, the slab starting from 5,000, I think it just uh, goes up uh, until 60,000. Yeah, that's what uh, the amounts were mentioned. Yeah. But even if it is run, uh, even if it happens globally, I mean, uh, my uh, uh, personal standpoint is that uh, um, that is not a justified thing because uh, uh, a wrong thing or, or a mis or undemocratic process followed by 90 out of 100 federation doesn't make it a democratic process. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the most, uh, that's like the most cleanest way to uh, shun somebody from raising any protest, right? And that's something uh, unfair because uh, just like the first point, that earlier point that you mentioned that this person can't be questioned because that person is beyond questioning the, her integrity. I mean, that's like saying everyone who works in the Federation or the Association is so clean that you can't raise a protest one uh, second, you can't question the authority. Uh, so that's really unfair on you guys. So what is the next step now? Firstly, when you raised all of these complaints on social media, there was an uproar, naturally. Like all of us came, came in support, all the 
fan handles came in support and shared that widely and stuff uh then that kind of pushed the man who i mean i don't want to degrade him but uh, it just looks like he spends half of his life on twitter uh he was not very quick to tweet this time when this when this news came out uh but it took out took him a while and when the national team uh fan handle shared he said he went on to say that it pains his heart to see all of this so when you guys reached out to him talking with the president of the football delhi association did you see any kind of pain that he, did he express any kind of pain with what you guys had to go through uh honestly i mean i wanted to also my i i i want to talk very specifically and i would prefer to talk very objectively on on uh, any of the discussions i think uh, what the comment uh, on the global grims tweet um, what i decipher is that the reaction was painful uh, that's my interpretation uh, and i think the reaction of the fans was painful uh, may not be the incident in the first place and that's painful for me uh, to kind of uh, realize oh i mean if the incident is not painful enough it's just the uh, outrage uh, that is painful then that's a big concern for me uh, and uh, again i think that uh, perception um, was not entirely a perception um, now because i i honestly don't see uh, that the the whole discussion was about players because the whole discussion or was about uh, how to uh, actually make uh, uh, the system of competitions let's say competitions i mean i don't digress to other aspects like development and grassroots and everything uh, more uh, i'll say transparent and uh, robust but it was more about the overall image and the picture of the football uh, in the state uh it's anything the lens was very top down and not bottom up and i mean at kk i mean at kkm and sdfc which is part of uh, all this i mean the whole initiative which has been uh, in in running in delhi for more than 6 years now our our approach and our belief systems is very bottom up in terms of that okay uh, to ensure that this a uh, set of players or this set of communities people uh, get associated to the sport find a pathway or uh, uh, how can it be um, ensured not the other way around okay uh, how to make a good footballing uh, i'll say uh, i mean and the approach has never been that okay people should should talk good about football or people should talk how uh, big scale it has been doing so let's do this so i think uh, what i what was sad and I, i kind of uh, emphasize on that what it was sad for me to prove that my perception uh, from that tweet response was not entirely a perception i think i, I was on the i was perceiving it in a right way if i may say so yeah and i think even i agree to with your interpretation i think uh, he was upset of the fact that uh, some of other tweets got more traction than his own tweets but uh, anyway so what's the future like i mean before asking that i want to ask one more thing one more tweet that you had shared was that you guys plan to move away from the football delhi you know playing under the uh, belt of football delhi association so 
what's that like was that just like an outrage for the moment or is that something that you are really considering about uh, i think i uh, i answered this uh, also i mean is that uh, to break it down what we mentioned what uh, what he meant is that our connection and our work in the community will continue we are not moving to any other community any other state and start afresh or taking a set of only 15 players who played in this league and uh, let's work with them in say bangalore or mumbai just for the sake of name or kerala but what we meant was we have the thought and we still have that thought uh, that okay i mean if there is and we look for those uh, opportunities if there is a more uh, i'll say well intentioned a more level playing field absolutely i mean will uh, put in all efforts to be there okay now that the league is done and you guys have gone through a lot of things i mean if I mean, this is the biggest challenge that you had to face and uh, how if i may ask how is the mood uh, in the camp in in the team among the girls uh, cuz they are just too young to take all of this at this point right uh, cuz in in a, in certain in other way they i mean life has been unfair to them in certain ways and when they got this opportunity and when they thought this is the time that they kind of shine out and i'm sure there'll be no uh, there'll be more moments for them uh, to shine uh, you know they are they are good strengths also but at this point after that they went through about you know the unfair things that they had to go through on the pitch uh what's the camp mode like like when you now go to coach them how do you how do you mentally train them i'll just give a little background uh, uh before answering this uh, is that uh, and i'm not uh, justifying uh, that <laughs> anything but the thing is uh, what has happened has happened to the entire camp and it is absolutely not uh, helping uh, any one of us kind of in terms of i'll say motivating us or <laughs> it is demotivating plain and simple so that's a very clear thing how we are coping with that how the players are coping with that uh, before playing this uh, delhi uh, women's league championship and premier division uh, coming into this league this squad have have played almost i think uh, 10 to 11000 match minutes and out of which we have played uh, senior i mean uh, open age category and uh, boys uh, in 80% of those match minutes so and now i am mentioning this we have played under 15 uh, boys tournaments and we know with the kind of age fraud uh, issue uh, persistent across the system we have played the 14 year old girls have played against 18 year boys and so one thing we have been very clear uh, from the from the start let's say for four years back that we will build ourselves to grow in spite of all this does that mean okay i mean uh, we have uh, i mean this doesn't matter to us or i mean we no i mean it all of it's disappointing but at the same time this 
is one of the many things which we came across. And at the state, yes, I mean, at a, uh, a direct federation, at the state level, uh, tournaments. But this is not, I mean, being at the uh, receiving end of something unfair. This is not new. And uh, I think and the other factor which is very crucial is that we uh, prepare and practice the game throughout the year and not for a specific tournament. And so the habit or the uh, mindset of uh, preparing oneself, performing, coming back, and again learning and going back, that's kind of inculcated. Uh, for years, and I think uh, we are simply looking forward to playing better football. At while at the same time, raising uh, or kind of continuing with the uh, issues. Even I mean, in, in many of the local tournaments, we raised for uh, a request for a TW three, and very less. I mean, nobody encouraged uh, other requests, uh, but we did. <laughs> so uh, this is nothing new for us. And I'm sure this is not the last one for us. Uh, it's not very welcoming, but this is how the reality is. This is how life is in Indian football and in general. Uh, I mean, in uh, so we have to, I'll say, build ourselves to ride against this tide. Yeah, rightly put there. I think if people want. Uh... To know how or you know to practice motivation, they should they should just look at people who work in Indian football, especially the grassroots level, who are investing honestly and doing some genuine work of uh, putting in hard work. One among you, one among them is you, and the work that you guys do. Uh, to talk about the larger spectrum of women's football, as somebody who's invested in women's football, um, how do you see things going about uh, in the country? You know, in the country and globally as well because i'm sure you would also be following what's happening across the globe and recently uh with india hosting the event it was a good turn i mean it was people did watch the games right unfortunately the indian team had to uh couldn't continue the entire tournament but there was a buzz around it um and then uh we also saw you know a huge number record record being for the uh barcelona versus madrid game uh for the women's team so, how do you see all of these things panning out for women's football in our country, and how? What is your thoughts on that? I uh, have been, uh, in the factually, uh, trying to understand Indian women's football, Indian football also uh, globally, uh, not at that depth uh, at which I wish to study it as of now. Although I'm starting to start it, how do we see it? Mm, I'll say. Not promising, and if we then the immediate question is why? It's simply that I think uh, the approach. I mean, what is the intention? Uh, if the intention is to grow or develop the game, women's game. If we talk specifically, what does that mean? Have we set some goalposts for us, benchmarks for us? Uh, and if the response comes, okay, yes, um, the the benchmarks are that we are hosting tournaments, global tournaments, or we are playing uh, 
maybe 20 countries, different countries across two years, across five continents. I have a huge disagreement to that, especially when in uh, in 10 days time, the national the IWL is hopefully starting after a two years uh, break. And there's a league which has been called off and no attempt to make a bio-bubble around it while the bio-bubble existed for the other and the premier leagues. The, I, I, was, I was recently uh, kind of sharing a presentation on one of the players and I mentioned very clearly that uh, the whole prize money of uh, IWL is in the tune of 25 lakhs uh, last edition is concerned. And uh, all the three NFCs, the sub-junior, junior, and senior national NFCs, uh, which happened, all three happened last time in 2019, 20, 19-20 season, uh, was cumulatively costed uh, around 3.3 crores. Uh, from what I recollect from the balance sheet of uh, the federation, which is up in the website. Um, the exact numbers can uh, they can put it, it can be 3.47 or something like that. While the cost of organizing the Asian Cup or even cost of organizing this, uh, a trip to uh, Jordan, for which the Indian team will be playing uh, Egypt uh, and uh, Jordan um, in uh, over next few days, next uh, four days, will be comparable. I believe, and uh, the cost of uh, conducting the under-17 World Cup will touch a budget of around 100 crores. So, how many IWL can happen? How many NFCs can happen across states? And how many girls, uh, women uh, can play how many matches? with that kind of an organizational budget, won't that expand the game, won't that allow more participation, and won't that allow more, uh, I'll say, sustainable opportunity, I'll say more uh, professionally, professional opportunities for girls in the country. And if that happens, then that cycle, Will and that's how it happened in multiple countries. Uh, I mean, we can, I can go one by one by one, but uh, I mean, that's how the cycle of uh, professional players, uh, the culture building, uh, the clubs becoming more uh, regularizing the approach all starts like that. It, uh, even the Asian Cup, I, I am not a big believer in big events, I believe in one percent in, uh, increment over one month, two months, but being steady on that. Uh, and that's how things, um, if you can move, uh, say, make 20% progress, it's fine. Rather than believing that we have made 200% progress uh, over in the social media over some two-month event. So, yeah, that's how I see it, very frankly. Yeah, some great points raised by you there, And finally, to ask you, what can we expect from Sangam Bihar FC maybe the rest of the year? What's coming up for the girls? 
I think the one thing which is we will keep uh, doing what we have been doing uh, since last uh, six years is to practice or play the game in a scientific way, uh, in a very methodical, uh, I'll say, program mm, too, where not only we're not focused uh, entirely on trophies or the silverware, I mean, uh, a lot of other things such as the kind of football we want to play, the kind of way football we do play, uh, we attend to play, uh, the mm, player, uh, I'll say education in general, all those things will continue, that's for sure. The under-17, I mean, we certainly uh, heard that under-17 state championships are coming up. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, another platform we're looking forward to. But at the same time, I think uh, if what to expect from uh, uh, us is a group, a community which is uh, connected to the sport, practicing the sport and will practice the sport uh, and play this beautiful game in a beautiful way, uh, however ugly the surroundings are. Yeah, I think that's that's like a great way to put things down there. And Anirban, thank you so much. And may you continue uh, to be unbowed, unbent and unbroken. And that's the headline I stole from your right from your story itself on the Kalpant uh, newsletter, Vuvuzela. But if I had to steal some more lines from it, I would end it rather this way. Uh, just like, you know, to sum it up, especially the last uh, few things that you mentioned. And it clearly, I think this sentence and these phrases uh, clearly mentions about that and puts in a very good sentence, I would say. Our performances, our results and our football speak for themselves. You may not want to admit it. We are equals on and off the pitch. Now, the aim is to take, be, you know, to be a baby step from apathy to empathy Empathy for a more just society and not sympathy towards a malnourished portrait. I think Anirban, thank you so much uh, for your time, for accepting once again this invite in the last minute and for coming on the show and sharing all the insights and also sharing with us some updates of what's happening at the point. Thanks, Hachu. That's a great discussion. I'm yeah, and I'm sure Arko, if you're listening to this, you must be really happy and proud of me that I finally got this man on the show. To all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Totally Indian Football Show. Continue to follow and subscribe. And if you haven't, please do subscribe and follow. We are available on all the leading audio platforms. Thank you once again, Anirban. Thank you once again to all the listeners. You were listening to the Totally Indian Football Show.